This is Sunday Recap. Sunday Recap. A weekly sermon podcast. With Dave, with Dave, Ken, Fred, and Joey. Good show. Teddy Boo. Well, good morning. If you just uh, got here, we uh, hung out for a few minutes, but now we are starting the official podcast. If you noticed, Dave's not with us. He wasn't with us yesterday. He's not with us today. Why? Because he is gallivanting around visiting family, uh, I think mostly in Memphis, but also some family, I think, in DFW area. But he's not back yet. Because he's too cool for school, or too cool for work, I guess. I don't know. But uh, uh, Elliot can't be here either. He's taking care of Richie Ray. And Kendrick, if you're out there, jump on. It'll make our image way more even, because it'll move from the three with the long bars to four spread out. Mm. So, So then you won't see my face so big when I get close and far away. But... We are here to talk about the sermon, and Jim is going to have to do way more talking today than he's used to doing, so get ready wow. for it, Jim. Jim uh, <laughs> actually stayed and hung out in the lobby with us yesterday, too. I thought, he's not going to want to do this. He's going to be so done by the time he's done with his sermon, so I think I said, you don't have to do it. It's okay. You can just go home. It was all it. new to me. It was all new to me looking at the restream and all that stuff. So I know. Yeah. It's it's a whole other world. I'll tell you what. What are we on? What week number are we on of this? Do we know? Uh, oh, of COVID? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I have um, I have scratches in the, my bedroom wall. Let's see. Uh, ten? Ten, ten? Ten scratches? Ten, uh, yeah, ten, <laughs> I think it's ten scratches. Ten scratches, scratches. scratches. I never know when a day starts or end anyway, ends anyway, so it's not very helpful to have scratches because I just randomly threw up. Maybe one day, maybe six days, I'm scratching them. I don't know. <laughs> That's a dumb joke. I'm really good at dumb jokes. But hello, everybody. We're glad you're here. Um, we are talking this week, our final week, actually, of uh, True Unity, the series from 1 Corinthians, the first four chapters. So Dave bailed on the last week because he knew it would be the hardest week. Yeah. We got Jim <laughs> to do it instead. So... Uh, how do I usually do this? I'm so out of source today. Uh, I say that every week, though, so, you know, it's just my brand, I guess. Well, this week we talked about humility and how it ends division. So, your sermon title was Humility Ends Division. Jim, you want to talk anything about your sermon title, um, why you chose well, that, what it was kind of like? Yeah, well, it's interesting because this part of the, the, the discussion by Paul... Um, really doesn't give a lot of practical advice to other believers besides the Corinthians, right? He's just saying, this is the way you're acting, and this is the way we live, and I'm going to come visit you as a father, you know? And so it, I had to had to work at being more abstract in my thinking so we could apply it to us, and therefore... It changed from talking about the historical what was written as much and talking a lot more about, so what changes needed to be made in order for those people to be what Paul was asking them to be in following Jesus? And that's why I ended up with humility ends division, because that was the big problem. The whole four chapters was about quarrels and conflict and division. And uh, pride had been talked about from the very beginning in chapter one, so... That's why we ended up there. And well, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say it feels like. Never mind. I said go ahead, and then I started talking. I was gonna say that it feels um, <laughs> that it. Uh, you mentioned that it's very applicable today, especially in our nation and what's going on. And mm-hmm. I know it feels obvious to ask that, but what are those things for people who might be listening in the future? Oh, the things. The fact that there are. Lots of divisions based on uh, perceived oppression, uh, you know, this discrimination that's been going on, things that have been happening in the news with uh, black guys getting killed by cops seemingly unjustly. And I'm not saying that to say it's not. I'm just saying there's still 
judgment that has to come and people have to you know go through the whole process to see if justice can be achieved and then in the midst of that we've got all these riots going on because of mr floyd's death and so uh so yeah we're in a really and the pandemic as well i mean it's the same thing people are really divided over what that's about what's happening you know and what people what we're allowed to do and what they're saying you can do uh so yeah, there's just a lot of division going on right now, and I felt like it was really important that we acknowledge it and acknowledge that uh, you know we we are in you in here with you, thinking and praying about this and praying for our, uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ who are affected in really negative ways by this. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Chris. Oh, that's okay. Uh, my comment doesn't make sense anymore. No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> I guess I, the the place my head went first was um, to I was wondering if we could wrangle a definition of pride, uh, hmm. kind of a kind of a modern common. What what are we talking about? I think you did a great job talking about humility, and I wanted to also stare at yeah, what's the enemy? What what does pride actually mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, it's interesting because uh, back in the 80s, this thing came around called self-esteem. Mm. And and pride used to be seen as a very negative thing uh, prior to that. And pride was when you were puffed up, you were, you were inflated in your opinion of yourself and the things you could do and the things you had accomplished. And you were... Uh, you were accused of boasting, being arrogant. Those are some other words that associated with pride. Uh, but when self-esteem came along, uh, then people were told that if you have low self-esteem, that causes problems. That's why people rob banks. That's why people hurt other people, because they have low self-esteem, and that leads them to do that. And so we need to raise their self-esteem so that their view of themselves is higher and their self-worth is more. And uh, Tim Keller addresses that in his book, The Freedom of or Self-Forgetfulness, and talks a lot about it. But uh, that's I didn't want to go down that road uh, because I, want, I didn't want to spend so much time on the negative aspect. I want to focus on the positive aspect of, okay, what should we be? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and I, that's not the dictionary definition of pride, but I think... Uh, you can understand it in that way, I hope. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean, and, and you talked about it. That was your first uh, your first illustration image that you put up, right? The weather balloon of getting puffed up mm-hmm. and right. expanding and then popping. That was so vivid. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> I, I was actually wondering about those balloons. The thing that's hanging down from the bottom, what happens to them when the balloon pops? It falls to the earth. Yeah. And, and it's not very big. I mean, it's like a, a good sized coffee can, uh, but people actually go around and retrieve those things. I, you know, I, I don't know how they. There's actually on, I think you can Google it about the weather balloons and that particular thing and how to find that device. I don't. I didn't want to go there. I don't care what happens. It just seems dangerous. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think the number is like 900 a day in the U.S. Wow. Fascinating. It's very, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, <laughs> anyways, U.S. is big and 900 isn't that many compared to our size, but it seems like probability would strike at some point. Mm-hmm. Um Sorry, I did have a question about you. I'm pointing because it matters. You, Chris, um, and your mm. song choice for the children's song. So mm. You chose Where Your Treasure Lies, There Your Heart Will Be Also. And obviously mm-hmm. fits the sermon, and I'm assuming that's, that's at least somewhat why you chose it. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm just wondering also, too, um, thoughts on that in relation to all of the division and tension that's going on. Like, it seemed extra fitting when, uh, I don't know how to say this, uh, it seems extra fitting when there's a lot of concern about buildings that are being broken and burned, and uh, where's our treasure lying, hmm. if that makes sense. 
Mm. I don't know if you had thoughts on why you picked it or anything like that, but I thought it was extra fitting this week. Oh, cool. Yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts in a second. I, um, I, you know, it's always a triangulation of fun songs, songs with hand motions, songs I can learn, <laughs> songs I know, and then songs that fit the sermon. And so, yeah, um, I think, I think I was thinking about, uh, I didn't know how much it would connect in a kid's head. So so maybe, yeah, a lot of these thoughts are very abstract, but I was thinking to the the previous passage where Paul was talking about I don't even I don't even condemn myself, I'm not judged by anybody else. Like so there is this like sense of if pride is our hope, if our own mm. self worth is our hope, even those things can be attacked by our own um the thief of of, of uh, our own mistakes, the thief of uh, of other people judging us and rightly judging us, and so that can be shaken and taken away really easily. So if we're storing up uh, treasures, just um, you know, in our own heads and feeling good about ourselves, that's going to be taken away and rust and be destroyed um, very easily. So I guess that was that was kind of <laughs> as far as I got it. Then I was like, oh, and their hand motions, and it's a fun song. So. Um, but yeah, what, what did you, what do you guys get out of it? That's very interesting to me. No, I mean, the only thing I was thinking is it just, it seemed very uh, poignant based on what was happening in the world the last couple mm. days, you know, mm. that, yeah. that, you know, one of the the big calls that people are making is, is like, you know, stuff is burning and, and vandalism is happening and, and I know that that most people would say that's not good. Let's not do that. But it does also seem like people are putting that as their treasure and not treasuring, mm. you know, what what is more important. So I was just that's all. I don't know. <laughs> Rough connection, yeah. but dig it. It seemed pretty pointed. That's the good thing with the uh, scripture, right? <laughs> it can do Never that. Never returns void. Yeah. 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 That's good. Okay. Yeah. Well, points. <laughs> Now that we've gotten uh, the main title and randomness out of the way, all our randomness is done for the rest of this episode. So oh, thank you yeah, for joining probably. us on our random Maybe. trails. And, awesome. Uh, to make no promises. <laughs> yeah. All right. Point number one, humility accepts God's gifts. Point number two, humility imitates Jesus' followers. Point number three, humility loves others. Anything overarching about your points or we can jump right into them? Hmm. Well, I wanted to focus on the whole thing of humility. How? Do, what does it do? And how does that end division? And I want to make, you know, my goal, of course, is to, to be clear enough so that people could see at the end, okay, that this is really how this works. Now, I don't know if I got there, but, you know, that was my attempt. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I did see a progression in the text uh, that I was uh, – working against because the Corinthians had all this giftedness and Paul tells them uh, at the beginning of the book you have you've been given all these gifts from God these are wonderful gifts and then in the last chapter in chapter 3 he says you have everything right and the problem was is that they they were claiming these gifts as evidence of their superiority mm-hmm. instead of accepting them as gifts from God and that's why you know I start out with that uh, because that's the first thing Paul addresses in his sarcasm is, you know, <laughs> we have these gifts too, but look how we live, right? Mm. We're not living as superior individuals. We're I- living as servants and stewards and things like that. So, yeah. it's mm-hmm. good. All right. First point, humility accepts God's gifts. Um, and, it, yeah, I, I don't know. I think any thoughts on this point? I'll let you guys start. I've talked way too much already. I mean, I'll just say the first place my mind goes is um, for years and years, we've kind of shot for a liturgy in our services that starts with creation. And, mm-hmm. and so I've pondered a lot about that. Why, why, um, why that's historically been done. Why is that helpful? Why is that good? And, and I just come back again and again to this um, if we don't believe God made us and he's the one giving the gifts, um, then we don't owe him anything. But mm-hmm. if we believe that he created all, 
us and everything and every breath is a gift um that completely sets the tone that that's you know that's the landscape of the story and everything else is affected by that and so um so yeah obviously without if we don't owe anything to god we don't owe him worship um there's no reason to be humble we are in competition mm -hmm. with him um uh, but instead when we know that he is he is the good god who we owe everything to then then yeah then we ha we must be humble because <laughs> because he is great and we are not and his greatness is what puts our own lives into context yeah mm -hmm. i almost went back to creation on that as well uh, mm -hmm. thinking back to adam and eve and the uh, temptation by the, the serpent uh, mm -hmm. because what he was attempting to do is to inflame their pride in saying that god isn't really as good as you think he is and and that is, you know, where we all started having a pride problem. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. But I just thought, well, it's going to take too long to connect the dots on that. So, yeah, so I didn't go there. But Yeah, yeah. I think some of it, too, is, is where we're putting our focus, right? Like, mm -hmm. are we looking at ourselves and worrying about ourselves? Or, right. You know, I mean, man. Well, and... Yeah, I love... Yeah, go ahead. I'm just thinking the world, the world constantly builds us up as individuals you can do anything you know those kinds of comments and uh, there is a bit of truth in capability because god has gifted us as people um, but but it's not true <laughs> right we can't do anything uh, uh, we do have limitations and mm -hmm. and god given limitations he created all of us with limitations so we have to mm -hmm. acknowledge that we, we owe him the positive and the weaknesses, and the weaknesses enable us to trust him more. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. It makes me think of one of my favorite things is talking about, uh, you know, we're studying the Bible, are we the main character of the story? Mm. Um, and that's such a huge thing, and all of this plays into that of... Uh, what a comfort it is that we aren't the hero of the story, <laughs> you know, that really like, and we're, we're, we really are taught in our society that we must be the hero, but, but guess what that means that it all falls on whether we're good enough and big enough and strong enough. And mm. at some point in your life, you realize I'm not, whoa, <laughs> what's going to happen yeah. now? Right. Uh, or we're not right as a society, as we see ourselves, um, you know, attacking each other and, and being evil to each other and not being gracious and mm -hmm. it's like well wait wait who's gonna you know who's gonna save us then um yeah if we're the main character you know but if yeah anyway i've just been thankful of that lately especially yeah and the the next yeah. level of that too is that who we usually think of as the main character in the stories aren't necessarily the main character either like what mm -hmm. are all right. i'm pointing to yeah mm -hmm. so yep nothing in our lives that we did not receive from god he made us he supplies us he gave us i think you already talked about that mm. yeah well i think too I, I meant to tie this together too when when jim mentions the keller uh freedom of self-forgetfulness i think i think the only way to be self-forgetful is to have something more beautiful to look at, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so that's that's why this is such a great beginning place for humility is it's not just tearing ourselves down or, you know, it is looking at someone greater mm -hmm. um, and that's that's what gives us hope and that's what true beauty is. And um, yeah, we don't earn God's gifts. Like like even saying, you, you, you said, Jim, we don't earn his favor by our good behavior. Well, what is good behavior <laughs> until you compare it to God's good behavior? And then you mm -hmm. realize, oh, my good behavior oh, is filthy <laughs> right. not, good. Yeah, not, yeah. not so good. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. Super helpful. Well, your first point is basically humility. Uh, let me find You wrote it somewhere. Let me look. Humility acknowledges that all we have is from God. Um, yeah, it really comes down to, to being thankful, right? Because hmm. <laughs> it's easy to, uh, to take for granted the environment in which we live and the stuff that we have and the 
the incredible benefits. We, we do live as kings in the United States, right? We're top 2% of the population in the world in terms of individual wealth, right? And so compared to the rest of the world, we do live as kings. That, that's, you know, and it's really hard for us to imagine that that's the case. Uh, but we are so blessed, and yet we just look for more and more and more stuff, right? And we keep filling up our lives with stuff, thinking that if I get this, I'll be satisfied, and failing to acknowledge that God has given us everything we have. And if we are thankful for it, it enables us to then respond to him in relationship differently, Uh it really, I mean, it really is the trigger for us responding to God, right? To know that he's given us stuff and to acknowledge it and to be thankful for it. That, that's what triggers our love relationship with him, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's always, there's always something to be thankful for, too. I, I was thinking, so we find ourselves in an era of prosperity, and we also find ourselves in a wondering if that's going to last or what that's going to look mm-hmm. like. Um but yeah, being, there's always something to be thankful for. It made me think of uh, the hiding place, Corey Ten Boom, and there's that that amazing. There's this amazing section in the story where she, she, Corey and her sister are are in a concentration camp, and she gets she gets taken to her. You know, there's like three level bunks and just packed mm-hmm. in this room, and there's and she lays down, and there's just fleas everywhere. Right. I don't know if you remember this part, and. Uh, yep. Yeah, and and so she's just miserable, but her sister just has this strange faith that God is always working, God is always good, and uh, eventually uh, it becomes this thing where the guards won't even go into uh, the concentration camp because of the fleas everywhere, and... uh, and so they're able to hold these secret Bible studies. And it's, so it's like they find themselves thanking God for fleas because it allowed them to get together and study his word. And it's just like, yep. oh, my goodness. So, so yeah, it's not even just we can thank God in prosperity. But with that perspective of faith, you can thank mm-hmm. him for things that seem crazy otherwise, right? Yeah. I know in the, uh, in the sermon you guys – you – did the uh, thousand gifts idea as an application? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What are some other ways besides that that you can foster humility and or recognition of God's gifts? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think one of the things I said was you know sit down someplace and think about your accomplishments and how did those happen? You know what what did God give you as a unique person? that enabled you to do the things that you do that that it would be very easy to take pride in, uh, you know. And so it may have been as a student or a, as a family member or as a somebody in a professional thing. Uh, sometimes we, you know, we have these plaques on the wall, right, as military guys do anyway. We, we get lots of these things. And uh, we can put all those on the wall and claim that, look, I did such a great job. Uh, and you may have, right? You may have done a great job, but who got you there? <laughs> I mean, mm. truthfully, it is only by God's grace that we get there uh, because we could fail just like anybody else. We, we all have weaknesses uh, and strengths, and I think I, I don't want to play it up as you need to diminish yourself because that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about just acknowledging that God made you the person you are. So if you have incredible gifts in leadership, that was God's gift to you. If you have incredible gifts in organization, it's God's gift to you. If, if you are a technology wizard, God gave you that ability to do that. Now, you may have, you may have stewarded that gift so that you become better at it. And some people have wasted their gift, right? On the other hand, so so I think that's really one of the best ways we can start to admit that I am not as big as I think I am. You know, I'm not mm. as self-sufficient as I think I am uh, because God's been at work in my life. And it's easier to look back sometimes and see it than it is to think about, well, right now, you know, what's happening. Mm. 
I don't know if that's a, that's a satisfying answer to your question. Do you want to yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess a follow-up for it for either of you is um, how do you either allow someone to speak into your life about humility and your humility or what venue can one speak into somebody else's life on that? Mm. It seems like it's a personal, touchy mm. issue almost, if that makes sense. Mm. What do you guys think? Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I, that's I, a good question. <laughs> I guess I'm, tr- I'm trying to, yeah, I'm just thinking out loud. I I tend to come from the other the other land <laughs> of not, you know, they're both self-focused, but not so much, I think I'm great, but I think I'm really not great. And so, um, so I don't struggle so much as like, I'm better than other people, but I do, I guess, I don't know that I've like been great at inviting that commentary into my life. Um, but I have had friends that for sure, I would think, um, you know, God has brought people into my life, like, like Dave, who were like, Hey, stop, uh, stop second guessing everything and just like rejoice in who God's made you and stop only hearing the negative. Um, but be free, right. Be free of just (laughs) focusing on yourself. Um, and so, so I've, I've guess I've needed encouragement more than being put, you know, (laughs) but my bubble popped, I guess. Um, I've, I've needed some inflation from time to time. I'm the, I'm the balloon on the ground already. Um, (laughs) so, so that's harder for me to say, I guess. And maybe I, yeah, it's an encouragement to maybe, um, pursue that in a more systematic or routine Mm -hmm. way. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think, uh, well, what I'm thinking of is suffering you go through sometimes, has a way of illuminating uh, things that God has redeemed in your life uh, that humble you because you say, oh, even in the midst of my complaining, in the middle of this, this suffering that I was going through, God was at work doing something to increase my capacity in another regard, to to give me a gift of something uh, that that would have been absolutely negative were it not been for God in my life. Uh, and I think sometimes those things are hard to find, and we have to ask God, show me, you know, show me what happened there. Show me why I, well, the question that started me down this road was, how did I become the person that I am? You know, and I think it's a good question to ask ourselves, you know, how did I get here? Uh, yeah, because there's things that happen in our life that we just want to put aside and forget they ever happened. And But if we have to think about them, then we can go through this process of saying, okay, where was God in that? Where, this was a horrible thing. I hated to go through it. But was God in the middle of that? Because he promises that he is, right? And, uh, and then we can start to see that sometimes there are incredible things that God does in the midst of suffering. And I think that's why I see in Paul's life, because all the time he's acknowledging, yeah, I live this way, but th- this, is, this is a momentary affliction, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. That's good. Yeah, the visual that comes to mind, I, I, I was thinking about this becomes such a unifying thing. Why, why does this become such a unifying thing to, to be thankful and to have God in the mm-hmm. picture, right? And uh, the visual that comes to mind is, right, like if you have a, a, a graph and you have, you have two points on the graph, right? I rank at a four for um, eloquence and you rank at a three, <laughs> right? And if, if you only have one through five as the view on the graph, that looks like a pretty big difference, right? Mm-hmm. If that's all we're looking at. But then if you if you zoom out and there's a third point on the graph of God, God's eloquence, <laughs> and it's 100 billion, yeah. then guess what happens? Your two dots come really close together and mm-hmm. really close to the bottom. <laughs> and God is the new standard of this crazy spike of, mm-hmm. of gloriousness. And I think that's what un- unites us, right? So we, we stop being proud because, oh, guess what? I'm just like the person next to me. I'm not 
I'm not, uh, you know, 30% of the graph above him. I'm, I'm down at the bottom, just like everybody else and God's way at the top. And, uh, and the same thing, we don't have to be jealous, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's another thing we struggle with big time is like, why did he get that? And why did I not get it? Whether that's, you know, personality traits or, yeah. or uh, you know, worldly wealth or whatever it is. Um, yeah, I just it, I think that's part of why it unifies us, because we find out we're all in the same boat compared yeah. to where God is. I like that because it shows that we are all on more of a level playing field we are all gifted by god Mm -hmm. and and the perspective that god is because of there is no gift he lacks (laughs) right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah it just to a much more eternal perspective Mm -hmm. you know point two let's do it humility imitates christ followers and i will say to start off, I initially was a little confused by the wording of this one. I mm. thought it was a typo. I thought it was humility imitates Christ mm. and followers was on accident. So can you help me work through that? I mean, to be yeah, fair, it's, I'm, well, I've worked it's through that. Funny. But. Well, there are people. I was I was in a, a class way back. This is a long time ago. And the folks who were teaching the class were teaching, you should never ask people to imitate you. And I started looking at Paul, and I'm like, wait a minute. This guy says like more than half a dozen times, follow me, imitate me as I follow Christ. And so I go, how how would we get to the point where we say, don't ever say imitate someone else? And that's why I Hmm. did it the way I did it, because God puts other people in our life who are following Christ that can teach us stuff. We're not getting cloned. We're, we're growing to maturity because we see things that are lacking in our life by looking at others' lives and say, oh, that's the way it's done. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I was kind of pushing the point because uh, we can't learn everything on our own. We just can't. Got, we, it's part of community as well. And I really didn't spend a lot of time on that aspect of it. But it is a community issue where that's why we have small groups. That's why we get together and, and talk about stuff and hear things from another person's perspective. And that's why we pray for each other, because that's how growth happens is in community. And so we are, whether we like it or not, we're going to imitate other people. Mm. Mm. That's so big. Wow. I, I mean, that's that's a part of humility too to say either something i can learn from this person we want to be or i don't know if you guys do this but i have this platonic ideal of i will follow jesus the perfection but but sometimes we need to know like say in this current situation of upheaval in our country it's so helpful to have a a human being to look to and to trust that god's working in in other godly people and i can say okay let me look around and see the people who truly love God and, and love people and want to mm-hmm. follow him. And, and that's a specific example because um, we don't know exactly what Jesus would do. We know in general how he would act. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's kind of a yeah hands and feet thing going on. It's pretty it, big. This, this may be a reason why people don't like to say it, but it also puts pressure on the individual that, man, if I'm a Christ follower, other people are going to be following me, right? And so... Now there's pressure on me yeah. to do this right, you know, and so they're like, I don't want to say that, I don't want to touch that, but that's good pressure, you know. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a kind of accountability I think is most practical uh, because it, the the pressure comes from your relationship with God to say, I want to represent you well. It's not, it's not, I want to impress those people who are following me, right? Because that would put us in the pride category. We say, well, I want to represent God well, so I want to do this the way Jesus would do it. Uh, and so that allows us to be in a uh, less likely mode of lying about what we're doing, right? Or living a false life before people. It, it, it actually enables us to admit, yeah, I'm, I'm screwed up. I'm broken, just like everybody else. Uh, you know, we don't have to put on this false pressure of, oh, I have to be perfect. Somebody might be looking at me and following me. Yeah. Hmm. That's good. 
something something great cloud of witnesses something <laughs> yeah that's right yeah. Yeah. yeah all right what else about this point I stopped looking at your notes because we were talking and I was interested and now I need to get back to the notes. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't have them in front of me, so. That's okay. You talked about your friend Walter Parsons at this point, but that was really, I mean, it was a great example, but it was just an example of what we're talking about. So I don't know that we need right. to. And your application yeah. was to do it, right? Um, what, like your application was to do it that's great just do it um sorry your application was more along the lines of a, a little bit about being community and then even almost i felt mentor mentee type things is that kind of yeah that's what we call it today you know we we use that term uh i i don't think there's anything wrong with looking for people like that and calling them mentors and asking them to mentor you uh I do think there's something valuable in having a spontaneous relationship with someone like that where you didn't even start out looking for a mentor. You just saw somebody, hey, I like that guy. He follows Jesus, you know, and, and hang out with him. Uh, you know, and there's different ways to approach that. But uh, like I said, we're not, we're not being cloned. Uh, we, are, we are doing what God wants us to do to learn more about our relationship with him. So that's going to come in all different packages. And I just, you know, I started thinking back on my life. I mean, there's just a multitude of people who have been those for me. Uh, some stand out more than others because I spent a lot more time with some others. But, uh, but I think if we are more aware of it, you know, being more aware that I'm learning something by watching this person and imitating them, I'm my behaviors being changed because uh, of what I see in them. It is also a Jesus trait. I think that's really helps us to grow and to and to pay more attention in community. And we're you know it takes away the competition thing because uh, we're all learning, we're all growing. Mm. And I think it makes me think of a, a word of caution or finesse, maybe too. Um, as you're looking for those mentors, right? Our, our society upholds the, sh the flashy, showy, mm -hmm. the powerful, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, humans always have <laughs> the, I want to be like the guy with a thousand followers who's standing mm -hmm. on the stage under the lights. And I, I, I guess I feel like, you know, I, I want to make that warning of I've, I've noticed in my life, the people I probably should be looking for as a mentor are the ones who don't think they're they're worthy of it or are unassuming or, you know, to follow a mentor mm -hmm. of humility is almost a harder, can be a harder thing to find. Do you guys have any like advice on, on that? Like, how do you find those people or have you, have you experienced that the difference between, I just want to be the popular guy versus I want to be a guy, follow someone of character. Yeah. Well, I just know um, I, I have had one of those in my life where, Man, the guy taught me an incredible amount. But in the end, he was off someplace where I'm like, how did you how did you get to that point mm -hmm. where you did stuff that you know that you don't even want to talk about? You just go, that's so weird. It just was bizarre. And I and then Dave has, you know, told me a story about one of his guys that doesn't even believe anymore. That was, you know, a guy that he really respected and was teaching him a lot. Uh, yeah, I don't have a great answer for it. I mean, there's, but I do think that it is important that we don't look at people and think uh, because they're in the in the spotlight that they are therefore never going to fall, <laughs> right? Mm. Uh, well, and I guess yeah. I think I want I want to like I see us losing the uh, the we don't see the glory of a quiet humble life you know just a yeah. a person that that pours into their family in a not flashy way and a a person who just lives with consistent character but you know never sings a solo on a stage and you know i just mm -hmm. think uh 
yeah i just think as a society that's 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 a trap we could fall into is Mm -hmm. there's those people who everybody wants them to be their mentor because they want to be cool and well liked like them and then there's just surely so many just quiet steady faithful people mm-hmm. who could teach us so much um but we we might have to hunt them down <laughs> well yeah. i think part of it too is once you you know the first first point of recognizing it and seeing it and thanking god for gifts once you start to do that then you start to see it in other people you're like oh that person is really like that like i didn't mm-hmm. i wasn't paying enough attention before or my eyes weren't open to it before and so, mm-hmm. I would say those people are around, but we don't see them often because we see the flashy mm-hmm. ones. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense or not. But no, it does. Mm-hmm. It does make sense. Uh, yeah, I had a thought there, but lost it. Well, mm-hmm. sorry. To- but, tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow it will come back. <laughs> come back <laughs> at noon. Um, well, I think in a just one last thought i had in in uh hanging in the lobby last last week it was asked how do you um combat pride and i think um one of the things that came to mind to me that dave has mentioned before is that sweep the floors i think is how he 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 took it from somebody but that idea of never be above menial tasks that need to be done Mm -hmm. um as a way of, of remembering you're you're not something special you just maybe have get, been given up a, a special platform by god or something but don't be above those those just as important menial tasks that nobody sees um and so that i guess that's what i would tie into is like don't just look to the person with the microphone as your mentor look to the person with the broom in their hand you know mm-hmm. the person be, be yeah like the person who's there the first thing in the morning when the church opens to sweep things and empty trash, right? Like that can be, I think of the kingdom of God as the upside down kingdom, right? Those could be the people who are really with huge reward in heaven for Mm -hmm. sweeping floors. (laughs) And some people got the reward on earth uh, with accolades of men and that's all they're going to get, you know, when they were standing up front. But uh, anyway, enough said there, but. Well, I think, uh, you know, Keller makes a point of this. He, he actually took it from C.S. Lewis that if you ever meet a really humble person, uh, you would probably not like them. <laughs> and and it's because they're not going to tell you about themselves. They're just so interested in you. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're just asking you questions about yourself. They're you know help, trying to understand you, and you wouldn't recognize them as necessarily humble, but you recognize them as people who care about other people. Mm. you mean Mm. there are there are good quality people who don't have their own blog with a million followers (laughs) what's a blog no (laughs) (laughs) I mean they went out of style way back (laughs) yeah they become podcasts (laughs) (laughs) oh man Uh, influencers they're the influencers you don't yeah yeah. heavenly influencers are not the same as Instagram influencers Mm. just just saying Necessary. I don't even understand that term. Influencer. <laughs> Anyways, point three: humility loves yep. others. We had a great transition, but you ruined it, Chris. Oh, do it. It's okay. I can't do it now. Just cut cut out my it, part. It was a okay. I don't even remember what it was, but Jim said something. And I was like, "Perfect transition," and then Uh-oh. we made a joke about Instagram influencers, but it's okay. All's forgiven. All right. You do, yeah. Thanks for the public shame, though. I appreciate. It. Yeah, it's my pleasure. That's what I'm here for. <clears throat> I'm just trying to keep you humble. All right. Thanks. Point number two: Humility loves others. That was so dumb. I'm so dumb. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I'm just gonna click out of the podcast now. No, all right. it's all good. Humility, all good. thanking God, and learning to follow Jesus by imitating others enables us to love others, to follow the greatest commandments. I mean, that's really what your sermon is today, right? Love God and love others. Mm. and to stop worrying about yourself i guess mm. yeah it's well <laughs> i gotta get my mind back since the telephone rang <laughs> oh, sorry i didn't even hear it you did a good job covering it up we would have never known it's okay i was just being mean to chris while you were gone anyway so. <laughs> what i was trying to get from the passage is you know paul for three and a half chapters has been hammering the Corinthians on their pride and their uh, their attitude toward each other and their competition, things like that. 
And now he totally changes it, you know, and after all that sarcasm where he says, oh, you're king, so I wish we were kings, you know. And now he says, I just want to help you get to be what you need to be. And he changes his whole tone, you know, and says, I'm your spiritual father. I can't help but take care of you. That's what God put me here for is to love you and to care for you, even if you are not being what you're supposed to be. And I think that's why I went that direction is because Paul has, he's really loving them, even though he's threatening discipline. You know, he deals with with your kids, right? You want them Mm -hmm. to mature. So you use discipline as a tool uh, to love them into being on the right path. And and that's why I uh, chose that and was working hard to get to the point that, yes, once we've so we become those humble people who thank God for what we have and we follow other people. We are naturally going to love other people. I, th- I think I think that's a really good point because looking at Paul, we often, not looking at Paul, we often, but looking at Paul, comma, we often look at humility and think, well, humility is not going to correct other people. Humility is not going to not going to tell other people they're wrong. Humility, you know, like we have this weird view of humility where I just need to be quiet and stay alone and not speak up against things or against ideas. Like that's not humility, at least how Paul is being humble, right? Or am I wrong? Mm. Well, yeah, our modern definition of humility, when you look at a thesaurus and a dictionary, it's really misleading in terms of biblical humility. And the thing that I that I gather from the Bible is humility is really having a correct analysis of our relationship to God. Right? It's it's really seeing ourselves in relation to God in a proper way. It's too often it's taken as meekness, submission, um, uh, the other words they use. They're all words that say, "Oh, you're just a lowly thing." You know, you're you you are. You're a mouse in a corner. Hmm. You know, it doesn't it doesn't give you the picture. Of, when, when you look at Moses, okay, how could a Moses write about himself? Moses was the meekest of all men. You know, humility <laughs> was the idea, right? Uh, yet he does. And then you look at his life. Here's this guy who's leading two million people across hmm. the desert for four years, who goes into the court of Pharaoh. And, you know, has the boldness to say, you need to let God's people go. And humility is different than our modern generation thinks it is. Mm. It's so good. Sometimes sometimes humility calls you to step up onto the stage and to take do the hard conversation because that's what you're called to do. Yeah. Because I can think, I can see again from the other direction where you you don't struggle with pride, you struggle with self hatred or something like that. You can you can be so worried of what you'll look like in that hard conversation that that you won't have it. And and that's again that's saying I care more about me than about what needs to be done. Instead of saying what what I look like and what they think of me is not as important as doing the right thing and. And really loving them in a in a way like Paul's doing, um, being you know speaking truth even when it's uncomfortable. All right. Well, speaking of uncomfortable truths, guys, I, I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Segue to what? When, yeah. when, whenever I start to de- man, your faces made me go abort, 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 abort. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, okay, cool. Are we done? Just kidding. Uh, what else about this point? <laughs> what were you going to say? No, I wasn't going to say anything. It was a joke. But as soon as I started to say it, your faces went, what is he about to say? And so I was like, just stop. Just stop talking. I'm kidding. It was a joke. All right. That's funny. Cool. That's great. Um, we're we're on fire. Dave, come back. It happens when you put three introverts in the podcast mm, with no yes. one else. Works yes. really well. It's okay. Nobody can judge me because they wouldn't be being humble if they were. No, I'm humble. I'm not worrying about what you're thinking. Oh man, this is great. All right. What else about this point? 
good. I'm trying to read the. We are humbly, humbly spitballing. That's what's going on here. <laughs> Kendrick Elliott, we need you. Yes. So we're on point three. Yeah, yeah. Application. Where's the application? In the very bottom. All right. Page 9 of 10. Mm-hmm. I see it. Mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. would it be like if instead of defending your views about the pandemic or current racial tensions, you sat down with someone from a different tribe and asked, how is this affecting you? So good. Yes. So, so good. I kind of I stole it from somebody who stole it from somebody else, but it was a really great thing about conflict that was going on within a you know leadership role. and And instead of going in and you know, lambasting somebody with your point of view. They just went and sat down and said, how is all this affecting you? Changed the whole conversation. And the funny thing was, my son, about two weeks after that, had the same stuff going on and tried it with another thing that was going on. And he said, it was just amazing how it changed the whole relationship Hmm. And help them work through some stuff that they've been working on for a year now, trying to sort it out. And I thought, hmm, how interesting. When we start to start to really deal with people's emotions about what's going on, instead of dealing with how we can defend our side of what's going on, uh, we can really get to a different place or else get to a solution uh, or understanding that we didn't have before. Hmm. So that's, that's why I went to that, that application. I think especially in our time right now, uh, we need to be doing that with people because uh, none of us is totally right. Yeah, I would say and don't give into the the idea that like this, I don't know, that there's no room for discussion, I guess, or don't give into the idea that there's no room for learning from the other side or don't give into the idea that like, I don't know. Anger and hate is the only option, if that makes sense. I don't know. It just feels like we're so divided that it's like, nope, everything that this other camp does has to be stupid and has to be dumb and can't be right and can't be good. It's like, it's rough, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. And and as you do that, as you ask for their perspective too, I'm, I'm aware of you still have to be trusting, trusting God with all justice too of like because i think there's a there's a danger of i'm gonna go in and ask for your opinion and then of course you're gonna let me spend 30 minutes on my opinion which may not happen and are we gonna be okay with that when all i get to do is listen you know because that really could happen and i think i think that's okay you know if as i ask those questions of can you help me understand that's not just a bait and switch for me to tell you what i think that's for me to actually humbly try to understand what you think. And yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll be a two way street, but that doesn't always happen. Um, well, and what I was trying to get out was to ask, uh, for not their opinion, hmm. but to ask them how, how personally, hmm. how are you? I, I couldn't phrase the question the way I really wanted to come out. That is, That's how good. are you really feeling about this? You hmm. know, how is your heart in the middle of this? Yeah. Because uh, I think, yeah, that gets us into a different discussion um, rather than being, you know, just talking about, well, I think, and you think, and you know, that. Well, I, I think even the difficulty in you forming the question is because it's become so inseparable to have a feeling about something and a belief about something, or, you know, it's, it's become inseparable. And that's, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's not okay. I think another way too, that's helpful is, Instead of like, not instead of, but maybe as in addition to or as another option is like, okay, let's get together and you explain my side to me and let me explain your side to you. And then you start to see like, man, we probably don't even have the same understanding of what we think each other thinks and feels, you know, like, how do you think I'm feeling? How do I think you're feeling? Like, man, empathy is is definitely part of humility. Hmm. It's good. <laughs> yep, I think we're running out of steam, guys. We're getting close. <laughs> we got to finish. We're almost there. Um, 
really good. What do we got? What do we got? Because can you think of some more applications there? Because, you know, it's how do we? What what's the question? How do I grow in love? Right? How do I love other people? And in godliness, love and godliness. Yeah. Yeah, it's part of our definition problem, right? Modern definition of love is I have nice feelings all the times toward you, and it's really. No, I have right actions toward you all the time. That's that's what our goal is, right? To do the right thing, uh, knowing that that cares for people. We may have good feelings, may not. Well, think, mm. say, and do, right? That's that's the mm. that's the idea behind action. You know, that word can be broken up. Think, say, and do the right things about people and do people. Because you can do the right actions and be thinking the wrong things or say the right things and be doing the wrong, you know, like it goes hand in hand. But Yeah. Hand in hand, hand in glove. What's the right phrase? It doesn't matter. You're both right. There's no baseball, so I just can't use hand in glove. All right. Anything else? I think there's three points on the bottom. Let me read them. Go ahead, Chris. Yes. Uh, I just, I, I think my... My thinking and my what I've been pondering and kind of praying about, I, I just, <laughs> we talked about it a little bit in Hanging in the Lobby yesterday, but social media is a dangerous place. I mean, I, I just, it's, it's this equivalent of people shouting in a room and people throwing grenades and, you know, hurting people they didn't intend to. And um, I think what I'm, one thought I've just been pondering is, this I think it kind of ties into this whole humility conversation because um, basically does reality matter more or or does does the things on social media matter more as far as if you find yourself searching social media and reading what people say and you you come to a, a opinion about that and then you go and talk to them in real life and that is not at all reality like that that what they meant to say who they are uh, what what's what's real is so much more important than than what you felt was real in that moment and if those things keep being different right like what you think someone is like on social media versus who they are actually are then the problem is you you know the problem is the medium like just and maybe you just need it. to just read less, Facebook. man. Read less, and 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 I just I just want to encourage everybody. Remember, when you post on social media, you're shouting in a room, and people are going to hear you that you never thought were going to hear you. And so I th- I just think we need to be a lot more careful. I mean, there's got to be a way to continue to try to raise awareness of things, but um, but just yeah, be careful. You just gotta. I think. Early on, I mean, I'm I'm kind of half terrified every time we make this podcast because we don't know who the recipient is actually going to be. It's not the same as I know I'm talking to Joey. It's I'm now talking to somebody in some other country that I never knew was going to hear the sound of my voice. And so um, still prayerfully worth trying to do it. But I'm always keeping that trying to keep that in mind, it, w- w- uh, you know. What if the person who hates me listens to this? You know, what what are they thinking? Or oh, the person who completely disagrees with everything I'm saying, am I still sh- trying to show love in the way that I'm saying it? So, um, again, I know. We just, we probably all need to take a break. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Can... One of the struggles is that, you know, you have all these real friends, relational friends that you know yes. physically, right? Right. They're not just people that grabbed your photo and said, oh, I'd like to like that person. Uh, sure. And so we try to keep up with them because Facebook enables that. And and we and I'm really torn because if I get rid of that Facebook thing, then I don't have the contact that I have with those people and see what's going on in their lives. And so, yeah, and we don't quite know what to do with that because mm-hmm. they, they kind of got us. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that's that's the... I guess my question really is how do we how do we browse the internet and, and social media as Christians? Like, because I think more and more we we want to we've wanted in the past to think I can just come on mindlessly and without putting on the armor of God, right? Like I can just come into this situation 
and just meander around and just have my instincts and, you know, do what I want to. But more and more, I think it is becoming a moment of I have to put on the armor of God as I enter this this realm. And I still, again, we want it to be like a real interaction with a real person. And if that's so, I have to say, how do I do this as Jesus would do this? Um, I can't just go by instinct because my heart is deceitful, you know? Um, so I'm sure there'll be a lot more conversations about that. Um, and it's funny cause people are watching us on Facebook right now. Hi guys. I know. Be Jesus out there. <laughs> um, well, could we let's end with Jim? Will you, uh, give your answer for how humility ends division? Can we end with that? Yeah. Humility ends division because we become thankful to God for what he's given us and is giving us every day. Uh, that stops us from comparing ourselves with others. We're all under the mighty hand of God when we do that. Uh, humility ends division when we recognize that we have things to learn, and we can learn it from other people who are following Jesus. Uh, that enables us to humble ourselves admitting that we don't know everything and others who we may not have thought about uh, could teach us things and finally humility ends division because we can love other people when we are humble when we recognize that god has loved us incredibly through jesus beyond what we can ever imagine and so we can pass it on to other people because his grace flows to us since we trust him and know him and we can give it to other people because of that that's how it ends division well thanks y'all go out and be the church do the work we uh love you guys miss you guys we will see you um what is today i don't even know what today is monday we'll see you sometime this week probably and then we'll see you again sunday at 10:45 for our live stream you can find it on facebook or youtube or begrace.org live we will talk to you all later